Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello, beautiful people. We're back with another week, another week in paradise. Um, we have finally left paradise and made it home. Goodness. Yes. Goodness gracious. Um, Jade, do you have any updates? Uh, any Merida First Sight or Bachelor <sighs> Nation updates for us? I feel like stuff happened. Did stuff happen and I missed it? Um, so, okay. So in The Bachelor, I have that The Bachelorette, um, Michelle, um, oh, the girl from Matt season her trailer uh premiered this week and let's just say the budget from last year i believe they just saved for her (laughs) because the promo Mm. is so extravagant like it is like a movie (laughs) that's wonderful that's wonderful she deserves it she does and she looks gorgeous like oh she just looks so good like they're gonna put all the money into her season like they really are like they like her um (laughs) so that was really nice and then let me think. For Married at First Sight, I saw um, I saw young uh, the young gentleman, the Renaissance man, Zachary. He actually oh, commented. Angel baby, sweet angel. Yes, he actually commented on a Married at First Sight fan um, Instagram post um, about this episode that we're recapping. So I guess I could. I feel like if I share now, then like it may ruin like the recap. But yeah, he commented. Okay. He commented on on it. So great. Glad to see he's Wonderful. engaging. <laughs> okay. Are you feeling ready to jump to the episode? Do we need to cover anything else? I don't think so. Let's let's just go for it. This episode was very interesting. A lot of interesting things happening. Yeah, there's a lot of moments I had to like pause and catch up because I was like, this did not just happen. But mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, a lot of lot of a uh, lot of things going on. This is episode seven, home not alone. Mm. Episode kicks off with everyone flying back from um, the Florida Keys. There's Jose saying he would date himself, and he feels like Rachel is the sp- <laughs> is the spitting image of him, as my friends on Love Island would say. She's a bit of me. Um, <laughs> now then we see. <laughs> Bao and Johnny, and it appears that Bao has fallen asleep on this plane, which I just find it hard to believe she's truly fallen asleep. Um, but she's fallen asleep on the plane, and there's some snoring sound effects. I'm not sure if it's actually her. Um, um, I, think I was already her. upset. I think that was her. Because I was like, why would he record her Because he's sleeping? an asshole. Like, he's you know, that really asshole. pissed me off. Anish, this is like in the first two minutes, and I was like, yeah. he's, he's laughing under his mask, and this woman is, can't hold her head up. You know, yeah, just, she was asleep, so it was very disheartening. Like him, just that's the. I mean, and then production as well to like put that like. Yes, to put it on there. I mean, I did. I was curious about the level of storing, and I it's didn't feel like it was snoring. anything abnormal. Um, you know, it wasn't snoring. like. <laughs> it's definitely snoring, but I wouldn't be like, oh, this is like. I know her perception is different, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like you know this is like routine level snoring i don't know if like you know you saw logs or anything i don't know, I don't know girl. <sighs> ryan does say it was easier fight easier flight for brett thank you and he's less bruised so 
were able to continue. He seems a little bit... He seems to have been a bit more relieved after the second flight, which Mm -hmm. is probably for the best. Um, Then we go to people walking to their shared apartments, mutual apartments. Everyone says it's nice, which I found a little... I was a little skeptical. I was like, I'll wait for, for Mueller's expertise to tell us how nice it is but it looked beautiful yeah it looks really nice they have like wine coolers and Mm -hmm. um views yes the views are gorgeous like Mm -hmm. those really long those long like floor length windows like just light coming in like it looks gorgeous um so yeah um glad that they put them in a nice place like i said it's where the budget went for Certainly didn't go to the honeymoon, so. I mean, I would rather have a living mm-hmm. housing budget better than, like, honeymoon. I would go to that honeymoon if it meant I got to stay in the apartment, so. I could just max the honeymoon <laughs> and just go to the apartment. Thank you. Well, you know, one of our couples did. You know, they didn't get a honeymoon. They just get to, do the, get to do the apartment thing and we'll see how that goes. But uh, oh, <laughs> don't know if that's the choice you want to make. Uh, let's see. We start with Rachel and Jose. They're kind of hugging. They're still, like, really all over each other. Mm-hmm. Jose's talking about, uh, well, he doesn't like dishwashers. He just feels like he does it himself. <laughs> Rachel's already feeling a little self-conscious because she knows she has some bad living habits, I guess. And she she's anticipating that it's going to bother him, which, you know, Jose is very particular. She wouldn't be, wouldn't be wrong. She's planning to go to the gym at 5 o'clock, so that means she needs four alarms Ugh, every 15 Lord. minutes. That's <laughs> so a I'm lot. like, girl, if you don't, don't want to go, just don't go. <laughs> right, and it's like, why? Like, I totally, I used to be that person who worked out at, um, I had Orange Theory, and they had like a I 5 a.m. Orange class. Theory. And Ooh. I used to go um, very when I was knee-deep in my Orange, Orange Theory day, so I'd wake up at 4.45, because it was like right across the street. Oh. Um, but I only needed one alarm. So I don't know, like, her body obviously doesn't want to wake up. So, like, sis, yeah. just stay asleep. But, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Because it's a little bit different. It's different when you live alone versus when you live with someone and they have to hear right. you alone. Four like, alarms? That is up. Like, Ugh. I would just push you off the bed and be like, no, you need to get up the first time. Or at least you need to silence it. If you sleep through it and just don't go to the gym, you need to plan to go later. Because right? we're not about to listen to four alarms in the morning. Like, there, well, and I will say, like, there were some times when, like, my partner, like, the alarm, like, it would be a song. Like, it wouldn't be, like, an actual alarm. It would just be, like, a song that would play over and over and over. <laughs> and I would just, oh, like, goodness. this is insane. Get up. <laughs> See, get up. Uh-uh. Like, the songs would just be playing just all morning. And I was like, you, you got to get up, man. So I, I feel Jose. He doesn't want to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's 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 not a kind thing to do, and I don't know. She it sounds like she needs to figure out her workout time, yes. um, especially if he's not gonna work out at five o'clock in the morning with her. Indeed. Um, we switch over to Mirla and Greg. I mean Mirla <laughs> and who? Gil. Is there anybody named Greg? Probably no, not. but I mean honestly, Gil is Gil's wearing on me. So shit, Gil, Greg. <laughs> Geek, geek. I mean, who cares? Um, we switch over to them. <laughs> um, Gil decides that he wants to carry her over the threshold um, mm-hmm. of the shared apartment. Did you think this was sweet? I think it's a little awkward for them. I feel like it could be sweet with the right couple, but for them, it just seems like forced. Um, kind of like the whole relationship, but 
Yeah, Mirla says oh. that it's a bit corny for her and her talking head. She's like, this is a bit corny and like, I don't really like this, but you know, cool, but I don't like this. I'm surprised he's letting, I'm surprised she's letting him even touch her that, that right. like, to even hold her whole body. But he's <laughs> a firefighter though, so like, if I married a firefighter, I'd probably be like, yeah, pick, my, pick me up. That's true, you actually. Know? To that point, you know, you could use some practice. <laughs> you know, just throw me around. Yeah, go cool. ahead and put on them suspenders and go ahead and carry me. But, yeah. Yeah, so they get into the shared apartment, and she's actually really excited about the apartment. She said it's super cute. Um, mm-hmm. She's admiring the kitchen and the you know the windows, and you know she actually really likes it. So yeah. I was very pleased with that because it really is a nice apartment. So that was nice. Yeah, I mean her only thing was she was like, "This bed is tiny. Is it a queen?" Yes. And I was like, "Come on, and come it, on, it girl. is a queen, and it is tiny." Um, especially when you look at the person you got to share it with. Look at that man. He's huge. Oh, well, yeah. He's really large. And he's spread out over the, over right. the whole bed. So I'm like, I know. She's looking at the bed and being like, where are you going to sleep? Because this is nuts. Well, he said she can have the bed. So Great. there's no issue there. There's no issue. I think she's really warming up to him. It's really strange. It is. Or <laughs> it seems like she's up. like <laughs> slowly. Slowly getting more comfortable with him, like just like she said she would. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's weird seeing it play out because I'm like, it seems like you like him, but like, do you not like? Like, I don't know what you're doing. Well, it's interesting because um, in the midst of all that, you know, she's saying that she really likes the apartment, and I think she asked what he like, what he you know thinks of the apartment, and he says, "I could do with much less." Mm-hmm. Gil, we get it. You you know <laughs> have no money and you like to be you know you be, you'd live out in the streets if you had to you know you can do you it know, all. So Gil lives it. at Thanks. the fire station most right, of I the week it. probably. So like he really could do deal with do with much less. He's not even home. So, but for her it's good. So glad about that. Um, we see Brett and Ryan very briefly. It looks like mm-hmm. she has some anxiety about living with him. Um, just because I guess she's worried the dogs might not get along. No reason why. She's just anxious, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> she's just worried about things. She really is. <laughs> she's just, you know, anticipating the worst. Anywho. Oh god. Get away from them. Go back to or we go to wow, Bow and Johnny. Wait, hold on, hold on. What? Was there more in that scene? Yeah, there was more crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan says that in his talking head that he feels very fortunate to be married to Brett. Um and that he's oh. very um happy that he's with her and he's glad that he has someone who will be genuinely interested in hearing about his day. And so they do a little banter about what they should bring into the apartment, their belongings. She says that she's got a ton of stuff, a ton of toiletries. Um, and he says to only bring in the necessities. Um, mm. And yeah, and that was that was pretty much it, actually. It wasn't really groundbreaking. Girl! No. <laughs> Ryan says some nice things about her yeah. after she didn't freak out on the plane ride. I think he yes. just felt more comfortable. That's about it. That's about it. Okay, we go to Bao and Johnny. She's awake. She's at the apartment. Mm. She's given it a very thorough once-over and mm-hmm. noticing, you know, things that are missing, like an ice machine. I've never lived in an apartment with an ice machine, but... Really? In a... No. Yes. Wow. I mean, yes, really. An apartment? Like yeah. the apartment refrigerator? Yeah. Uh-uh. Your refrigerator has ice machines? All my apartments have had ice machines. That's why I was kind of like her. I was like, well, how are you supposed to make ice? 
this might be because, well, I've only lived in, I think, two proper apartments. And then before that, I was in campus housing. So mm, maybe okay. that's why. Yeah, um, all the apartments. You know, campus, the budget is low for campus housing. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So I was actually, yeah, I was with her. I was like, well, where's Alice Machine? And then she said something about how there was no fan over the um, stove. Oh, yeah, like a, a hood thing. But it's an electric yeah. thing, and she oh. wants gas. It's an electric cooktop. She doesn't like that. And then, and then they proceed Johnny, to talk about... Johnny says yeah. that Bao takes the fun out of all the things in regards to the apartment. He's upset that I she's wonder critiquing why. it. He says she's critiquing it. He doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. Everything else doesn't like. Yeah, they talk about this shower thing again. And <laughs> he's like, my only request is that you just shower before bed. And she's like, well, I'm actually not going to do that. And I was like, ooh, this is a sharp... Sharp turn from, like, what if I don't to, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll see see where that goes. He seems a little bit ruffled, and he tells her, you know, this is nice and all, but I need to go home because I need a break from you. And he doesn't say those words, but that's essentially what he says. Like, yeah. I've been with you for the 24 hours since we've gotten married, or 24 hours a day since we've gotten married, and I need some time to myself. He literally um, says that. Um, he says in his confessional that whenever they start talking, it seems like they're going to have an argument. He's mm-hmm. having major concerns and doubts. And he said that he needs to go home for a couple of days to get a break from this whole thing. And mm-hmm. the honeymoon was fun and exciting, but draining. And it was an emotional roller coaster from him for him. I can see that. But then he also says that he's conflicted about them. He needs to think about their differences and how he feels about that. Um, and so Bao says that if you need that space, you know, that long in the marriage currently, then it questions whether or not he's truly committed. And she says that he, if he's not willing to put in the work, then she's not going to stop him from, you know, leaving. And so he just says mm-hmm. that he needs to reset his mind and be alone. Honestly, I would have been like, you know what, Johnny? <laughs> Let's just call it here. Aww. Because, oh, like they just came from a great honeymoon. I mean, not a great Was it great for them? Um, (laughs) But I mean, like it could have been worse. Like, I feel like I don't understand his need for like, I just need to take a break. Like, take a break from what? There's a a two bedroom apartment going a whole nother room. Like, why does he need to leave for a couple days to figure his shit out? Like, it was just, it just felt really, it just felt strange. And I felt like she handled it really well. I just would have been like, you know what, let's just break up. I kind of side with Johnny on this, mm, but I side with him to a degree. Um, I think it's very appropriate to process the honeymoon and the wedding and spend some time by yourself. I do wish he wouldn't have like left overnight. I feel like that's very important the to be there for. Night. Like they yeah, I feel back. like. If tomorrow morning he woke up and was like, oh, I'm going to, like, go to my house for the day and, like, clean up, right. do some stuff and just, like, get my head together. Absolutely. That would have been the way to do that. Um, but I totally get, like, it's been a whirlwind. I understand you're committed to the idea of marriage, but now you have to process, like, this person that's been implemented and maybe this person isn't what you expected to be, mm-hmm. even though he knew her. Like, he knew her, but he doesn't know her, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it is a lot, and I'm not sure even if he went to the other room that I think she would try to respect that space, but Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I also would probably feel the need to be like, okay, I need a break from like production and you and you know, just just I need some time to like figure out what I'm thinking and how, how I feel. And it's really hard to figure that out sometimes when you're with people when you're still in the situation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's tough. I don't think he handled it the right way at all. But Johnny doesn't handle many things the right way, in my opinion. Um, and I feel like it was hurtful to her. It didn't really allow her to understand like what he was saying because right. the way he said it, it seemed like you know I need a break from you. Yes. Um, yeah. Like I just I didn't like yeah. the way he packaged it, and I just he's just not a great communicator, and she is a great communicator, so it just it shows. Um, yeah. Well, you know so. he's a runner. Absolutely. (laughs) And he already told her. That's the other part. He already told her, like, this is the part where I usually run. So then he's, like, saying things. Again, for the 18th time. (laughs) And I'm, she has so much patience. I'd be like, look. So, yeah, yeah, I appreciate, I I appreciate um, her patience in this. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think she is, like, a different level of, like, committed and open and willing. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be really ball in his court of if, if they work out, I think. Um, Yeah. I agree. But I also think at times he's like intentionally trying to push her away. And I'm yes, thinking Johnny's well. a little bit, a little bit bad behavior there. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, the next scene is day eight of marriage. Um, I believe mm. it goes back to Belle with Johnny. I start with Rachel and Jose. Oh, I don't know why. I don't have uh, Belle and Johnny into like the third, I mean the fourth. They're my fourth people that I see. Oh, I think, oh, actually, okay, sorry. It shows them, um, it transitions to everyone else's apartments, my bad. And I actually have mm-hmm. Brett and Ryan first, and then Rachel and Jose. Okay. I don't um, have many notes about Brett and Ryan. Yeah, so Brett, like, so Brett is at, I believe, no, Ryan's at Brett's apartment, her old apartment. Um, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because this is the scene where they're all seeing each other's apartments. Oh, I think you skipped ahead. Um, okay, I'll bring us into it before they go to each other's places. Okay. You know how, like, every time they come back from commercial, they do a little montage of what people are doing. Everybody's getting up. Um, yeah, that's always missed. because I had Bao was, like, putting on her war paint uh, with makeup. <laughs> to prepare for battle. <laughs> to prepare for battle. So strange. And then Johnny was laying in bed, and I remember he was saying that he's barely been married for a week, and... He agrees that it's mm-hmm. not an easy job. I was just like, Johnny, it's day five, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he says he's finding all the ways they're different, and I guess he's he's needing some processing time. Mm-hmm. The other couples were just Brett and Ryan laying in bed. Um, they seem kind of okay in the morning. Their alarms go off. They're saying they need to get up. Uh, we see Rachel and Jose very briefly. It is 535. She is still not at the gym. Um but, you know, she's he's awake now because the alarm's gone off four times and she's gotten dressed and she's like, I'm going to go to the gym. We see Zach also um, saying that he's um, going home now from the Florida Keys. He's driving, which I thought was a little bit weird because oh. it says he's in the Florida Keys still. Um, and then we see Michaela and she's saying she's planning to move into the apartment today, planning to... Um, pack up the dog and move in today mm-hmm. so that's really uh all i got before they started actually seeing each other's places okay yeah and so mm-hmm. then um ryan is as is at brett's apartment so he mm-hmm. shows up there he says that there's a lot of color in her apartment 
and he really likes it because he needs some color in his life. Mm. Um, Did you find that an ironic statement? Yeah, it was strange. Um, was I like, felt like yeah, he's just trying. White. He's just trying to find the positives where he can find them. <laughs> um, and so her dog's name is Baxter, I believe. Um, yeah. And Baxter really liked Ryan, so that was a good. That was great. Ryan really liked like, Baxter. Yes, they, like he was really into the dog. So he I was, was like really carrying the dog around. That. Um, he said that it was, it was, um, he said that Baxter has a lot of high energy to say he's an older dog. So I think he's like 11. And I was like, damn, that dog moving. Yeah. Um, Baxter's happy. Yeah. So then he goes into Brett's bedroom and he says it's very calming and that he hasn't lived with someone in 15 years. So it's going to be an adjustment. Whoa. So he's what? 35. So he lived with mm-hmm. someone when he was 20. Is that like college roommates though? Yeah, let's assume. Although he said... That may not be like live with a girlfriend. Right, yeah. He said with someone. He didn't say significant other. Um, Yeah. But he did say that he likes that she adds her little touches to things and it looks good. And he's really excited and he thinks that him and all the dogs will get along. Um, You know, (laughs) my little note about that is he was like, well, Maisie's been the only... Maisie's his dog, Mm y'all. But he says, Maisie's been the only constant in my life, so I'm excited to have another constant with Baxter. And I was like, what about Brett, though? (laughs) Yeah. What about Brett? What about Brett? He's very excited about this damn dog. He's very excited about the dogs. With Brett, like I said, he could take her or leave her at this point. He's he's not into her. He's going to have another dog, so he's excited. Uh, So then we move on with Rachel and Jose. Mm -hmm. Um, Rachel shows up at Jose's house. She looks so, like, teacherly, like, with her little, like, outfit. Like a little schoolgirl? Yeah, like, with this collar. She just looks so professional. Um, so she shows up at his house. Um, the decor in the house, mm. ugh, not my <laughs> style, you guys. Lots of brown, just brown leather oh sectional furniture, all sorts of brass and woodwork all over the house, <laughs> crosses. It looks like a man's house. Totally it was, looks like a man's oh, house. It was so bad. And he's so proud. He's talking about how for Christmas he gets a 12-foot Christmas tree, and he wants upstairs, and he wants a bowl table, and... You know, we go into his office and we see his board of budgeting and he's mm. like, yeah, he's like, you want this, right? And she's, he's like, you have something like this too. And she was like, no, I don't. She's like, I, <laughs> I have a calendar. You know, I, don't, I don't write my money. Yeah. And he says, but you want to get to something like this and I want to help you. Um, Goodness. And so she's just looking in alarmment. Um, and here's the thing. So with this budgeting and with Jose, my issue isn't that he wants to help her because I can see the value in like him, you know, helping her with saving and, you know, budgeting um, because that mm-hmm. clear, that's clearly an area that he, you know, is good at. My issue is that it, it sounds like we're going from zero to a hundred. Like, I think we just need to start off getting her to write down her expenses and then kind of build from there. Like he's already talking about, you need this and you need that and you need this and you need that. You can't travel. You can't do this. Like, I think we just need to start at the basics. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't take it off the wall and pack it up with him. Um, <laughs> and I I was kind of laughing to myself because I was like, production is really, like, honing on the details of this budget. Like, he's saving X amount I, of money every I can't even understand it, to week. be quite frank. I, I don't know what's happening on that board. Yeah, he had AT&T and T-Mobile on there, and I just wasn't sure what was going on. Like, we know all of his providers for his services. He has Geico. 
Um, we just know all of Jose's expenses now, and I guess mm-hmm. Jose knew that they'd be coming in, so he didn't take the need to, like, he's like he don't care. You take know, it down. Dude, oh, he's you proud, like you know. Also, he Geico, wants to be an example for others. Geico was an interesting choice for him for an insurance. I would expect him to have, like, State Farm or something. Like, I don't mm, know. It just, tell me it more. Was, well, just in terms of, like, you know, my parents had State Farm, or, like, they had also um, something else that was, like, crazy expensive. Mm. Um, and I just expected him to have something like that, just because, you know, he's got that 880, you know, score. But he <laughs> saves money. He's uh, not, that's true. He's not lavish. He's frugal. He's a frugal saver. That's true. So. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Indeed. And then we go to Mirla's place. Mm-hmm. Um, Gil comes in. Mirla also has a wall of crosses and a lot of like interesting. Well, she's Mexican. So say Mexican. I mean, I yeah, but I. It's interesting that they. It's it's not I just like Mirla's cross. crosses better than Gil's. Yeah, I liked her crosses better, but it's like it's like a whole thing of crosses like I have a couple I mean I get it like you know I'm Catholic but like I have like two crosses like they've got like a collection of 20 so I'm just it's interesting it's interesting I've seen a lot of people have like that decor where it's like a wall of crosses but Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of there was a horror movie where like all the crosses in the wall started yes it gives me like you know the exorcist where you know yeah I don't have any crosses hanging (laughs) on my walls um, well, you know, I, I just don't think that's them. my decor. I have one up at the door because you know. Well, that's good. If you can't you get, get in, then come in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get in. <laughs> it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mira's are kind of right at her door too. You know, just a little more cross power. Yes. <laughs> she also oh, has great. a collection of bottles, which I found to be a little juvenile, like Ciroc yes. bottles, like the bottles. Ciroc, like girl stuff. <laughs> I was like, come on, me. I didn't expect that from her. Um, it, was, it was not a good look for her. I expected, like, you know, bottles of, like, old Dom or something. Like, not. I wouldn't expect Ciroc. her as an adult to have bottles in her house. Yeah, just like, what are you going to do with them? It was weird. Yeah. Okay. So she had that. Um, she also has a wall of pictures of herself on trips, which is interesting, I guess. She says that's what she likes that. to do. I didn't mind that. Like, I guess... I mean, it's so, your house. Right. And I guess my issue... I didn't really have an issue with that. You know, you got to love yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that it's it's cool because it's all pictures of her travels. And then she's also in the photo. So I actually didn't take... I didn't take issue with any of that. Gil was kind of like, oh, why do you have all this on here? He's like, you must really like yourself. Or he said something smart, like, you must really love yourself. And she's like, well, why wouldn't I? Yeah. I think the display, like, all of them together is a little bit overwhelming for me as opposed to, like, you know, people will have pictures, like, on a bookshelf or, mm-hmm. like, maybe here or there. Um, and it, I mean, it was a bit, they weren't bad pictures at all. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like, I feel like when you live alone, you can do whatever you want. Exactly. Like, you can have pictures of yourself on the wall because it's your place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, they go to her closet and he starts asking about the shoes and all the stuff she has in there. Um, he asked her how much, you know, these shoes cost. Uh, he, well, I guess she has like some Louis shoes and some Louboutins and 
She has a lot of stuff. She mm-hmm. says she goes about two, three times a year shopping for shoes. Um, we see him talking about what I prefer to invest in real estate. Um, and he also <laughs> asked her, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he also asked her, like, if you had to insure your closet, like, what would you insure it for? Oh my and God. He, they kind of ballpark it between ten to $15,000 worth of stuff in her closet. So, I mean, this is the ongoing thing. She does take it well. She doesn't seem, like, annoyed by him mm-hmm. talking about this because I guess it's been a topic of conversation. Anyways. Well, and I guess my thing with this is, like, I don't understand why he's so fixated on the things that she purchases because the money mm-hmm. is hers. She's not asking him to purchase anything. And, you know, if she's doing if she's doing her if she's taking care of her bills and she's saving her money and she wants to buy some shoes every now and then, like, I don't understand why that's a concern to him, because he later says that he wants to make sure that he comes first before all the material things. Why wouldn't you? But also, like, y'all aren't even there yet. Like, it's literally day (laughs) eight. So I just feel like he needs to pump the brakes. Y'all even y'all haven't even kissed yet. Like, and you already try to count her closet. Sir, y- y'all might not even get there. That's true. That's true. Like I just want um, him to chill <laughs> with this yeah, with this budgeting it's... shit and counting her shoes and shit. Like, stay out of my closet. Stay out of my business. Stay out of my bank. Like, s- stay out of it. Yeah. Well, for for now, um, if they progress, maybe maybe they can be a bit more open with things like that. But I think she does have a hand on me. She's not. In the poor house, by any means. Right, so exactly. If anything, it's, never mind. I mean, <laughs> stop it. I just it. feel like he okay. needs to chill. We're, just chill. Okay. We go to Brett and Ryan. Uh, well, it's actually, Brett is outside of Ryan's house, and she calls him, asks him to bring Maisie out so they can meet in a neutral area. Mm-hmm. Maisie's huge. I don't remember seeing her before, but right. this is a big dog. Is this a doodle? Is this a doodle? I couldn't she tell. Might be. Cause she's, that she's a puppy, right? Yeah, she's white. She's very fluffy. But even as a doodle, like I was looking at her abdomen, she's overweight. Oh. I mean, I'm. <laughs> no, it's not. I would find like, that surprising. I don't know if I noticed her abdomen, but I feel like he's very outdoorsy, so I feel like he would just take her. Yeah, him. I'm confused because, like, I think she may just be sitting at home because she, her abdomen, like, I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm not trying to be funny, but, like. She's judging the dogs, y'all. But, no, but you know what dogs, like, if they get overweight, like, they're at, you know, risk for, you know, hip dysplasia, arthritis, diabetes. Like, it's really not good for them to be overweight because they have no reason to be. So, like, uh, yeah, she's overweight and she's a puppy. So, he needs to chill. So, Okay. I'll take a closer look next time. Next time we see her. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because she was huge. Well, I noticed she was huge, but I was like, this dog has a lot of fur. Like, she has a lot of hair. Um, Yeah. I I think we'll see her a little bit more because she seems to be a mainstay character. Mm -hmm. Um, Baxter is a little little, uh, snarky with, with Maisie initially. And Brett is worried about it, and she thinks Baxter... Now, Baxter, I don't know if we mentioned this, Baxter is really small. He's like a miniature-sized dog or like a toy-sized dog. And Maisie's more of like a standard size of a bigger Baxter. Um, And so Brett's worried, and Ryan's like, I think she just worries too much. Like, they're dogs. They'll be fine. But once they're inside and, like, sharing space, it'll be okay. 
Yeah, and I kind of like, I feel like Brett is just, she's just an anxious person. And so I've learned that when it comes to dogs, guys, for some reason, usually just, like in terms of like training and like getting the dogs together and getting them to settle down, they usually tend to do a better job if they're like, if they're good with dogs. So like, for instance, Eric from last season, I don't think he's really great with dogs because he just doesn't have that temperament. Whereas Ryan, I, I can kind of see him knowing what to do. So I think she just needs to turn it over to him and just let him, just let him handle the dogs because she's too anxious. <laughs> she could turn a lot of things over to him because he's yes. very laid back in that way. He's just, just not as it. concerned about all the things she is. Yeah. Like I it actually he's could already... work. It could work if he actually found her attractive. I think he may once she stops freaking out. Like she had the... Oh, I no, think this girl. freaking out thing and this anxiety is a barrier in, in their potential relationship, but oh, no, sis. I don't know. We'll see, girl. We go back to um, Rachel and Jose. We get to see Rachel's place. And she has, um, you know, right at the door in the kitchen area, she has these water jugs. And she says they're from the snowpocalypse we had in February. Um, if you guys were here for us. We're here with us through that. Thank you so much for still being here. Um, But he's like, oh, is she a hoarder? Because she has these jugs. And and I was like, that's very um, exaggerated. But again, it's Jose. She has a collection of travel pencils. Apparently, when she goes to a new country, she gets a pencil. Which I was like, oh, I've never thought about that, never heard of that. I don't think I've ever seen pencils in the stores. I mean, I guess I'd have to look, but I guess it's a cheap way to, I've, you know, keep tra- keep track of your travels. Or you could just get a magnet, yeah. but... I mean, I yeah, it's know. different than magnets and keychains, and I've never heard of anyone collecting travel pencils. I guess they're there. Maybe I've seen them. Mm-hmm. I haven't actively looked for a travel pencil. And then the way he said it, he was just like, oh, I wanted to get rid of this. This is bad. And I was like, Jose... Well, yeah, he's like, are you ever going to use them? What are you going to do with this? And she's like, well, I can't have my own desk. Like... With my own things. He's right. very... Um, it was strange. He needs to watch out with this controlling behavior because it's not going to do and Especially over some pencils. Like, they, they're not, yeah. they don't take up that much space, so they... Like, I, I just didn't understand. Uh, yeah. I don't understand a lot of what he says. She also has a little globe with corks in it. On the, on the corks in the globe, she writes the places she wants to go. She pulls one out, and it's Japan. Um, <laughs> and so he, again, freaks out, and he's like, well... Maybe Can't in another that. year or two. Like, we have to get your budget down, girl. It's going to take a while to get you into shape. Um, he doesn't say those words, but that's essentially <laughs> essentially what happens. He kind of like, no, no way. You cannot afford to go to, go to Japan. Have you seen your, your expenses? No, girl. Well, and then uh, he says something about, is this where he talks about her car? Or is that later? Oh, I think this is where he talks about her car. And he's like, she needs a new car. She's like, it still works for me. Yeah, because he was saying how the car is tore up, and he was like, you need to put that put that money towards your car. And I was like, wow. Like, my God. Not marrying a financial advisor here. Heavens. I mean, I wonder what her car looks like. It must really be tore up. <laughs> tore up by Jose's standards might be a little different. Well, remember her friend said that her car, She remember she was like, well, wait till you see her car. It's dinged up. I remember her friend I thought said she was that. saying there's like a lot of stuff in it. No, I don't know, girl. I think she's talking about the oh. outside. We'll see. We'll see it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we go to Ryan's place. We go actually inside Ryan's place, and it's uh, what you could imagine: lots of beige and brown, and a deer head, and not much noteworthy <laughs> things happening there. <laughs> so, 
it's it's kind of exactly what you would expect, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at the cabin. And she was so <laughs> caught off guard by the deer head. I was not. But well, I, I think like from... in the bedroom is a little. Yeah, like I think maybe it's weird in that a game room or something. Yeah, I think it is. I, I will say, like in all my years of living, you know, Louisiana, they're usually in the den. They're not usually in your bed yeah. in the boudoir. So that was a bit. I'd be like, just yeah. move this. Move like, this what if you're having sex with somebody and then like there's this, this deer head in the- and I mean, I like, and it doesn't, it truly don't phase me no more. Like my neighbors used to give us like, they used to give me antlers when I was like seven. Like, and I was just like, oh, thanks. Just to put on my, just on display, just to have on display. So I think that's just cultural. Like I wouldn't even notice, but I think she was just like, what is that? I would notice a deer head in the bedroom. I feel like I that's out of place. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. And he's like, I, I like to dress like it up. <laughs> if it was like downstairs in the living room, I'd be like, oh. Yeah, but like yeah. in the like, why is this in your bed? <laughs> in your bed. Well, I appreciated that he was just like, we can move this. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, he garage, said we can go so. put it in the garage. He's not so he's that sensible. attached to it. He's sensible. I think Ryan is really more reasonable. He is. Then, like, I think she's the more neurotic one in their relationship, and he's a little more calm, Absolutely. cool, and collected. Absolutely. <sighs> um, we finally get to to, to Gil's oh my place. God. Uh, I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything about his apartment. What did it look like? Oh, that's a good question. Who knows? <laughs> um, like I don't even remember seeing it. <laughs> she walks in. There's water on the floor. Hype is there. Hype speaks Spanish, y'all. Hype is old. I didn't realize he's as old as he is. But this is like an older dog, mm-hmm. and he walks like an older dog. Mira's yes, like it smells like dog in here. Big, and he honestly looks. Like, I can't. I'm just gonna stay out of it. Stop. So he's he's a big older dog. He's white. He has cropped ears, which I am not a fan of. Neither am I. Um, and honestly, let me not get into it. That's not because I have some thoughts recently <laughs> on a lot of animal rights issues. Um, so Mirla's like not really here for hype, as we knew she wouldn't be. The producers asked, like, do you know what his dog's name is? And she's really not sure initially. It takes her a while. Um, she gets there. She gets to it. My dog seems to be very interested in this scene, y'all. We're watching it together, and <laughs> hype was whining, and mm-hmm. so my dog was, like, oh, was going nuts. My God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, somebody wants to play with me. Somebody needs help. <laughs> um. Anyways, so Mira, I guess Gil like kisses the dog, and the dog kisses Gil. Mira's like, uh, uh-uh, <laughs> we're not gonna have a kiss anytime soon. And he's like, well, we don't kiss on the lips. It's just like a. What did he say? He licks his head or something like that? Like, something strange. <laughs> something um, weird. He was like, I don't kiss him, but he kisses me. And I'm like, but he kisses me where? <laughs> like, I don't know. I was like, Gil, this doesn't make any sense. So, Gil um, shows a picture of his dad, which I think... <laughs> I don't know how we got to this from the dog to this, but I guess Gil went and got this picture of his daddy off a wall. Because it wasn't even hanging up on a wall. It was just like yeah, he just in a was frame. holding it. And I was like, where did you get this from? So if y'all remember, Gil lost his dad when he was 14. Gil has this picture of his dad that is kind of like a, a rendering, I guess. Um, and he's like, oh, my dad had this picture of himself hanging up. And he had it alongside like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. And he would always say, like, these are the... The Nelson Mandela. Nelson, Nelson Mandela. Mandela. I was like, who was the other person? And Nelson Mandela. And then it was his dad. And he was like, these are the four most important men when people came to the house. 
So he was kind of saying like, see, you and my dad are similar. You guys have pictures of yourself on the walls and that's kind of why we're together. I thought that was a bit of a reach, but it seems like they connected over it. Well, it's not similar because she didn't have pictures of herself next to, I don't know, the greats of, you know, who, <laughs> Michelle Obama and whoever else. Like, it was just her. So I was like, Gil, this is a bit of a stretch, but all right. We're looking for connection here. That's all. <sighs> yes. That's all that is. <clears throat> yes. So then we <sighs> go to Bow and Johnny. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny comes home early. I think it's only been a day. Um, yep. He brings mm-hmm. her some Thai food, and he, you know, offers to, open, offers to open up a bottle of wine. Um, she asks him what kind it is. He says red. Um, he says that the distance that they created um, over this past day was very therapeutic for him, and he's coming in with a fresh perspective. Um, he says that he's glad that Bao is an excellent communicator. And he says that he was feeling overwhelmed with their relationship. They were having disagreements and no time to process and resolve. He came Mm. to realize that some things are worth compromising. Bao says that, you know, because this is an accelerated, you know, experiment, the timing is a little bit different. And he says that if they were dating, he would say that they weren't meant to date. Yet again, you know, if they were dating, he would be out. But the experts match them, and so he's going to give, you know, the relationship a chance to grow and see what they actually have in common. And Bao says that as, as long as he's present in the relationship, then she's willing to work it out with him. So Johnny is a fucking fool. Like, I mean, I, that's all I took from this conversation is that he's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think being present is very important. Uh... It seems like, I mean, he's lucky he's with her because mm-hmm. I think a lot of other people would be like, um, no. Absolutely. But, you know, we'll, we'll see where they go. We go over <sighs> day nine and Zach apparently is finally back in Texas. He says, I've told Michaela I'm still testing positive even though I'm negative because I want to surprise her. He shows up to her door with production and... He gives her these flowers. There's lots of hugging. Hi, wife. I missed you. He meets the dog. Her dog, Nova, is super cute. Um, Mm. And he looks like he likes the dog. Dog likes him. She apparently had a one-week wedding gift for him made at some point. And did you see that that frame photo that she had of them? Yeah. Yeah. fast um so she gives him like this one week gift and there's like a nice note in there it's like i don't know what's in there like just stuff and then she has a framed photo of them from i guess their first or second day that at some point she got framed and put on like her little shelf he says i don't deserve all this which i'm like that's a red flag I was like, oh, what are you trying to tell us? What's, what's happened? It's only been nine days. You already feel undeserving. But, you know, I think Zach, um, I'm pretty sure even before this, he didn't have great self-talk and probably like, talked a lot of shit about himself. But I think his behavior may also be in line with the shit he talks about himself. So, oh, whatever. They seem happy to be reunited for now. Um... We get to some Pastor Cal interactions. Apparently, he goes around and meets. He goes around the little high rise and meets with everyone. <laughs> <The high rise. laughs> Go 
goes around the high rise. Starting with Rachel and Jose, they're cleaning for Pastor Cal because Jose is going to wipe all the counters down and do all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Pastor Cal says, well, we really need to accelerate the pace um, because this we need to like dig in deeper sooner, I guess, than maybe before, prior seasons. So he's wanting to have some conversations about kids and sex and stuff right out the gate. Um, he has this suit on that I just don't like. It's like I, pinstripe, I but the it. stripe is heavy. It's His like a heavy style line. It's just so Gen X or whatever they are. It's, it's... Yeah. He's there. and <laughs> He's there? <laughs> of course, Rachel and Jose, you know, they're very smiley, all on top of each other. Holding um, hands. Holding hands. Pastor Cal tells Jose he married up. <laughs> Thought it was a little funny. Um, because you know, Jose's like, I like her, she's a perfect match for me. He's like, Yeah, man, you married up. Jose says he's concerned about finances and you know, she wants to go to Europe. And Pastor Cal kind of couches it like, You know, well, you're like the science and she's the art. And Rachel's like, Yeah, I like that. Don't kennel me, like, don't try to. Tell me what to do, which I think we're going to have a lot of headbutting around this issue of him trying to control her. Absolutely. Especially that phrase of, like, don't kid on me. I was like, damn, you've been sitting on that I like that. That's going to be the name of the episode, y'all. Get ready. Mm -hmm. Don't kid on me. I know that's right. And she says stuff like like this all the time, and I think he just kind of laughs it off, but she's... (laughs) (laughs) He needs to watch out before she puts her hands on him. Yes, he really does. She's telling you what not to do, and if you keep doing it, I don't know. Uh, um, Pastor Kyle asks about the level of affection. They say they have consummated their marriage, which is news to me. Right. Um, what happened to the, I need check, boxes checked before we do anything? What happened? Well, you know, she's the same as him. She's a bit of him, so maybe like on that last night of the honeymoon, they went ahead and rolled the dice on that. I don't know. Roll the dice. I, I mean, I'm I saying roll the dice because, like, I'd be scared to have sex with Jose personally. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, sounds um, like they did it. I'm just... Yeah. When? Mm-hmm. They're saying they did. Um, and she says she's concerned about... Uh, that they. She's a little concerned they've had sex because she feels like it could cloud judgment and not allow her mm-hmm. to see clearly. Pastor Cal says, don't put on the brakes. Just let things happen. He says, you know, definitely have brake pads. Implying, like, you know, right. use protection and don't have kids. Um during the experiment or don't get pregnant during the experiment um so it seems like it's all well and good with them you know they're still still just cracking on i've been watching a lot of love island y'all picking up on this slang but they're cracking on talking about (laughs) (laughs) i was like what oh the slang is part of the part of the interest of the show you know Mm -hmm. it's a love island uk and so they just have some different phrases that i'm trying to implement to my vocabulary um, but they're cracking on. They're getting along well. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's not a bad thing. And then we go to Michaela and Zach. You want to take them? Um, yes. Hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> no, okay. Sorry. I don't have many notes about them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just come in. Jump in when you feel it. Yes. Um, Michaela and Zach, they let the dogs meet. It seems like the dogs like each other. Bella's a little standoffish at first, because I think Nova just kind of walks up and like what's up girl um so yeah nova's dog or michaela has nova and zach has bella both female dogs both larger breed dogs um but both beautiful dogs 
Uh, Zach, they end up, you know, the girls end up playing the dogs. And Zach asked about, like, oh, what time do you go to bed? Michaela's like, well, whenever I want. <laughs> whenever I want. Mm -hmm. uh, he talks about fights, or he asks her about fights, and if she does any kind of storming off things, she says, no, I feel like that's abandonment. I feel like it's emotionally abusive. He says, like, okay, yeah, I agree. And then he says, I'm kind of looking forward to our first fight, which I'm like, again, red flag with <laughs> <Why>? these people. <laughs> Why are you looking for that? And I think, he, I guess he's saying, like, I want to see how that goes, like, if right. you really are kind during a fight. Mm -hmm. But, like, there will be time to fight. We don't have to look forward to it. Oh, Lord. Uh, next yeah. is Bao and Johnny. You have notes on them? Yes, yes. Um, so Johnny rolls up to Bao's house in his white Tesla. Oh, um, he walks inside. I yes, I, I did because it, it it suits his personality. Yeah, um, I was say, it doesn't sound inappropriate. So then he, you know, gets to her home. He walks inside. He says it's very homey, very neat, very clean. Um, they go into the bathroom, and he sees that she has a bidet. Um, and then he looks in her closet, and he says, "Oh, you have multiples of the same shoe. I love that." Um, Johnny says it's now very to be warm clear, she had the same inviting. shoe in different colors. Yes, very, yeah, same shoe, different you colors. Know. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So he says that it's not his style, but he likes it, and it's very warm and inviting. Yeah. Um, and then I believe in the same scene, we go to Johnny's house, and there's like barely nothing there. Like it was just very. Sterile. Yeah, it's like sterile. That's that's my note exactly. <laughs> yes. It's a little sterile in there. It's a little little white and you know not very um, nothing there really decorated. Um, not a lot of personality in that house. Although I did notice that in his closet he had five of the same shirt. It was like a green like button down, and there were five of them, y'all. Yeah. Five. So he said, I mean, when we say same shirt, like same exact shirt, same, same shirt, shirt, same cut, same color. And he says, well, they were on sale, but it was only this color that was on sale. So I just bought <laughs> like, five. <laughs> I don't even, I, I, I don't get it, y'all. You know, I also was like, but could we just wash clothes? Like, you know, he's been hammering on this, like, hygiene thing. Like, are you going to, do you wear one shirt and then wear the same shirt again? Like, the same exact shirt. Different one, but three days sense. later. I was just like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. Um. So yeah, that was yeah. interesting. And then he has a bidet also. Yeah, they both have bidets, which I have a bidet as well. I'm a fan. Um, get a bidet if you don't have a bidet. I like uh, bow setup because she was like, I had the bidet, the butt wipes, and um, <laughs> what else? She had something else. And I was like, oh yeah, I have all that. The toilet, the bidet, the butt wipes, toilet paper, you know, all the good things you need to keep your butt clean. Which tells me maybe her hygiene isn't that poor. Yeah, I was, this whole I was not thinking about thing. that as well. I was like, well, maybe she just was over, but she might have just been exaggerating or she might have just been trolling him at that point because she knew he was getting so upset about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she cleans her butt, which is very important, very important. but... The rest of the body, you know, is, we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll get to well, the bottom the of this. the rest of the body is, is just as important, you know? I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, we'll have to see this in practice. Even yeah. though, like, she could have been trolling, like, I want to know what your real habit is. Mm -hmm. um, Johnny has some lightsabers, which I guess is the only personality in the house. They have a little jewel. She looks like she's hitting him really hard. I think she's taking out some, <laughs> some aggression. Yeah, absolutely. I was um, just like, this feels like you guys are, like, joking but not joking. <laughs> it's um, like when you're play fighting and someone hits too hard, then it turns into a real fight. But mm -hmm. we'll see with yes. them. So then we get to Brett and Ryan. Um, Pastor mm -hmm. Cal comes in and chats with them. Ryan says that Brett was freaked out about the deer head in his bedroom. 
Um, but that, you know, that's just, you know, that's just what he's got in his bedroom. Uh, Ryan says that, what did he say about Brett? He said she's the coolest and it's yes, really easy. It was, it was interesting. He said that she was super cool and was the coolest chick ever and it was super easy. Honestly, it, it gave me, it felt like he was talking about a friend. Like, it, it, there was nothing romantic <laughs> about what he was saying. He's like, she's the coolest chick ever and I just love her and she's just great. Like, it just, it felt very casual. Mm. Um, because the well, yeah, way Brett she, said she, he's never, she's never heard him say that to yes, her. Yes, he's never said that to her. And even like a little bit later in the episode, she says that you know they haven't talked about how they feel about each other. And Brett says that she has a crush on him, and her face literally turns red, like she is blushing mm. like crazy. And then he says that you know he likes her. And I was yeah. just like, okay. And then he says that he thinks they'll get past that. And then Pastor Cal is like, what does that mean? And Brett explains that he means that he thinks they'll get past the like stage and actually fall in love. Mm -hmm. And then there's this weird scene where Pastor Cal asks uh, Ryan if he's in love yet. And he says no, because it's day eight. How how would he be in love? Yeah. Um, So then the other thing that I noted about this scene is that Brett says that in, in regards to intimacy, she's comfortable with the pace that they're on. Ryan basically said that it's a bit slower for him, meaning he's ready to have sex. What is the holdup? Yeah, he says it's growing, but he's he's a fan. He's not I attracted guess. to this woman, you guys. I'm sorry, but like just the way he talks about her, it all feels very performative. Maybe he'll be more attracted after sex. You know how sometimes people Ooh, try that approach, like girl. let's have sex and see if that makes us more attracted. So if we're going to do, do, do the Chris approach and, and have I'm sex just saying, and have a nervous breakdown tra- <laughs> after. <laughs> Unheard, not unheard of. Um, Brett seems to be really, really into it for some reason. I'm not sure for like what's reason. happening off camera. But it does seem like they got the bants down. So there's a lot of like little banter happening between them. Maybe more so than before. Maybe it's a little less awkward. She says she feels like she can relax and she feels like she can trust him. I guess that's because he's kind of carried her through these plane rides and through these outdoor adventures. But I don't know what he's getting out of it at this point. Yes, I agree. Like, I truly, I do not think he's attracted to this woman. I still stand by that. And I just, I don't think that he is connecting with her. I think he's just saying things. And I don't, I don't think he means them at all. I think he's hoping to build connection with her. Because, you know, he's the one that really likes the notebook. And so I think he's like, well, I'm hoping this will pay off in the end. Like, we'll be able to make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see. The jury's still out. I know she really. I don't. I think he's taken a while to get to really like her. Even though he's ready to have sex with her, like he doesn't. They're not on the same page, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I'll, I'm I'm trying to root for them, but I I just I don't think that he's invested in this relationship. So prove me wrong. Okay, we transition over to day 10. We're looking through the security cam at Michaela and Zach's. Um, oh, before that, everyone would kind of wakes up together. Blah. Um, we go to the security cam at Michaela and Zach. Zach is up at 7.15 in the morning. Um, we see him kind of like hanging out in the kitchen area, and then he appears to leave. Camera says there's an hour. it's an hour later. Michaela gets up, comes out of the bedroom. She's looking for Zach. She's calling his name in different rooms. And 
He's nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. Um, We then see her go over to the kitchen area and comes back with, like, some Clorox wipes or something. Yeah, and some toilet paper. And then slams them on the table and then, like, gets frustrated with herself, I guess. Like, puts her hands into her face and I don't know what's going on at this point. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I just... This was a little, I was like, what is happening? Because nobody's there. And I understand, like, being upset that nobody's there. Do you? <laughs> but I, I don't feel like I would have started slamming stuff on the table. I was very confused. And I honestly thought that maybe I was missing something. I actually w- rewinded it as well. And I was like, what is happening? Did she, like, I was like, did that just, what? Okay. Yeah. So in in her talking head, Michaela says that she woke up and her husband wasn't next to her. And she says that he Uh never came home last night. So she's out. She says that Zach didn't answer her call or her text and she's very upset. And so she leaves. So I think she's assuming that when when she went to sleep he never came home because he didn't because she didn't see him in the morning but as you saw and we all saw he was there in the morning and he left at seven to take the dog to the daycare to puppy care so So, i'm confused i didn't hear well i didn't notice her saying like oh he didn't come home at all last night but because i like i'm they were at home together Right. Um, but I did hear her say, like, oh, he he left and he didn't tell me. He's not answering the phone right now. So from the time she got up and was looking for him, he was unresponsive and didn't say, like, oh, I'm about to go out or whatever. She does pack up her stuff in what looks like Ikea bags and, like, leaves. And she also says, like, he was gone the dog was gone. Um, but that I'm would make still... sense if you took the dog to daycare. Right. I'm still very confused. So you're saying that she was she got upset because she woke up in the morning and he wasn't there. So she thought that he just left for the day. Where does she? I'm I'm not I'm not following. You know that's not very clear. Was? That's that's not very clear. You know, okay. but um, we'll we'll come back to this. We will come back to it very very soon here after we okay. you know check a couple of other boxes. Yes, yes, um, yes. So let me let me go. Let me move on to Marilyn Gill then. Yeah, um, we'll circle right back to these people. Okay, yeah. So Pastor Cal comes and says, you know, says hello to Marilyn Gill. <clears throat> asks them how they've been doing. Uh, we make a little bit of small talk and then just immediately get into Mirla's um, extravagant lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Cal says that Mir- I think Pastor Cal actually says that Mirla is extravagant and she likes to spend. Did he say that? Mm-hmm. Yep, those are his words. <sighs> you got that right, but I guess he knows that since he matched her. Well, right. Do you think extravagant is better than? Uh, what was the other thing they called her? The friend, Gil's friend called her at the wedding. Um, oh, high maintenance? Yeah. What do you think about the verbiage? I don't like any of these words. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm unsure and unclear. What it, What about her is extravagant? Because honestly, if you look at her apartment, like, it wasn't what I expected. Like, it was, it felt Mm. very normal. Like, it's not like she had just Mm -hmm. crystals hanging from the ceiling and, like, her closet felt pretty normal. Like, and yes, she has, you know, some red bottoms. And, like, obviously she likes shoes. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't see many handbags, but I saw a lot of shoes. So I think her thing is just shoes. Because even if you look at her attire, 
I'm, I'm not getting high fashion from her. Hmm. So I feel like I feel like we're we're painting a very broad brush on her. Like everyone is saying mm-hmm. that she's extravagant, she likes to spin, and she's just so bougie, and she does this. But if you look at her whole lifestyle, I don't think it's extravagant. Yeah. So I would agree. I mean, her she likes to present well, and I think she is in a power mm-hmm. position with what she does, and so that right. does matter. Um, I think compared to Gil, she's extra, she's extravagant. Not she, compared, compared to like the to average Gil, person. I mean, um, I, yes, compared to Gil, anybody is extravagant because he's bare bones. You know, yeah, like, he's very basic man. Like needs a fam, uh, a partner and a family to kind of help bring him up to mm-hmm. elevate him a little bit. He he reminds me like single bachelor lifestyle, like like Jose before Jose had money, like yes. that way, yes. like living on ramen. And- <laughs> And so you know. Gil says that her closet, you know, it's a hefty price, and he thinks her closet is, like, worth $70,000. And so mm-hmm. then Pastor Cal is like, do you think that true, Mirla? And Mirla says, no, it's not. And I agree with her. Like, But she also doesn't know how many about? red bottoms we have. This whole conversation is pointless. Yeah, then she says that um, she has maybe 10 pairs of red bottoms. They're, like, $600 a piece. Okay, so 6000 like... Gil says that it's too much. He says that they talked last night about if she would shop less, and she said no. She mm-hmm. says that she's already diverting funds now, so, you know, she's already saving her money. Like, why does she need to change? Yeah. Pastor Cal says exactly. that the transition from single things to married decisions is different, and maybe anything over X amount should be a marriage decision. Um, now... I feel like, well, my initial thought is like, okay, when you're in a coupleship with someone, be it a relationship or an actual marriage, depending on how how intense the relationship is and whether finances are intertwined or not. Mm-hmm. If y'all have financial goals together and those goals are taken care of, I, like, if, again, back to Jose and Rachel, if she has a separate account where her shoe money is coming from and that's what she wants to do with her money just like she gets her lashes done and stuff it's not really affecting him i agree like as long as you guys are taking care of you know the mutual money together or whatever like whatever the whatever you agree on like yeah here's a question i don't see why he feels like he needs to put it like he's not giving me anything specific like, if he were saying, yeah. you know, I want us to save for a vacation or I want us to save for a home, then you guys could work that out and make it to where you're spending X amount according to your income. So I don't really see why he feels mm. the need to put all these numbers and tags on, like, how much, you know, is too much for her to spend with her own fucking money. Yeah, I think he's really intimidated by it. And I'm wondering Absolutely. if this is going to be a situation where, like, it's not... Um, like, 50-50, he can't keep up with her. Yeah, it's just and insecurity. You're right. Yeah, I think it's just like, well, she made a lot more money than me. She's looking flashy, and I can't buy her anything because she wants expensive things, which might be true, but you can still do... I think she would appreciate other things besides... Well, yeah, and you know, honestly, like, and I think it's just the shoes, because if you look at her clothes, like, I'm not seeing anything crazy there. I don't think he has the budget to buy even like you know like Nike, Adidas, okay, like so regular. Then, well, then I don't, I don't know, think. Then. I, I I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, I mean I'm case. thinking. 
I'm thinking she's gonna be like, let's go to the mall, like let's shop, and she'll mm-hmm. spend like $300 in the store, and he's like, uh, let me get this shirt for like $20 just so I have something to buy, you know? I feel like it's gonna it's gonna be an ongoing thing, Yeah. but it doesn't have to be you. if they don't shop together, and you know, she might buy him a nice shirt and, you know, elevate him a little bit occasionally. I don't think he's gonna want that, I really don't. Oh, you don't think, he, if she got him a shirt, you don't think he'd wear it? No, he's already so insecure about her spending and her making money. Mm. Like, I don't think he's going to be okay with that. Like, he's not secure. Well, yeah. Yeah. We transitioned from this ridiculous money conversation that's just not going anywhere. I feel like we've been having the same conversation with them since the yes, very beginning. And it's have. just, we're not really moving on from that. Um, Gil does say there's a little more physical touch, but he's like, that's the peak, that's the climate. This is kind of like a low-budget film. There's no kissing. He feels there's sexual chemistry. Um, and Pastor Cal kind of thought I asked him, do y'all want to have sex? Which is uncomfortable, being that it's day 10. Um, but Mira does say, yes, eventually. Gil says, yes, just flat out yes, no, eventually. He brings up this whole kissing thing again, and he's like, well, I've already told her that if we're... Like, I asked her, do you think we kiss by decision day? She says, or could we go the whole eight weeks with no kissing? Mirla says, probably. Gil says if that happens, he's going to ask for a divorce. Um, Mirla says she feels like kissing is very intimate. She's not just out here putting her lips on just anybody, (laughs) even this man that she's in a marriage with. Uh, She says she just feels like it's very intimate. So I'm thinking, like, maybe for her, once they kiss, sex will be, like, kissing and sex might be the same mm-hmm. in the same vein for her. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know, but we just need to let them do that. We'll, we'll, mm. Back to Michaela and Zach. Do you have anything to add from Mirla and Gil before we transition? I was just trying to get through them. No, I do not. Um, yeah, okay. that, that was it. <laughs> Okay, Michaela and Zach are somehow back in the same place um, with, you know, a cushion of space between them on the couch. Zach asks Michaela what's wrong. She denies that anything is wrong, and then she eventually comes around and is like, well, yeah, I'll tell you what's wrong. Then, you know, you didn't come home, or, you know, you didn't tell me where you were going. I didn't hear from you, blah, blah, blah. This is where things get really interesting. I'm not sure what the hell Zach is talking about. (laughs) Uh, So he says... You know, I told you, you said you were going to bed, and I said I was going to put the dog to bed, and while I was doing that, I fell asleep with the dog, and then in the morning, I just woke up and took her to daycare, and I came back at nine, like two hours later, and you weren't there, Um, and she's like, well, you could have sent a text, and he was saying, you know, it's really funny, because before, you said if there was a fight, you wouldn't leave, and you left. Mm -hmm. He says it's a red flag. He tries to, like, dead the conversation and say, like, I don't really have the space to deal with this right now. And then, conveniently, Pastor Cal interrupts. What about this... Yeah, about this dog thing. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk. Because I'm now even more confused. So he's saying that... That the previous night, he was going to put the dog to bed? He says he put the dog... He was putting the dog to bed and fell asleep. Okay, at the same time. where? In, in that Ex- apartment? Presumably, yes. Okay. so that Because both- she said in the morning the dog wasn't there right, either. Right, because so he I'm- had taken her, because we saw him get up and leave and take the dog. So I, I'm not understanding. So here's what I, yeah, I'm not understanding what putting the dog to bed means. I guess, like, in theory, <laughs> if the dog was back at, because I didn't see any dogs in the security camp 
video. Right. So and is so, he saying that he went back to his apartment to put the dog to sleep and then just fell asleep there? Well, I then don't know why he would be at their house right. at 715. Then, then why did he come? I'm so confused. <laughs> so I'm assuming that, okay, I think both dogs were there because that was the plan for the dogs and the humans okay. to be in the same so apartment. So he fell asleep in the other room with the dog. Let's say that. Why does the dog need to be put to bed? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I don't understand. Like, how do you put a dog to bed? <laughs> okay. So, all right, y'all. Y'all know we both had dogs. I have a dog. I put him yes, to bed. I but this is what dogs. happens. Like, yes. I I've, and I've never put him to bed, y'all. Like, I don't want to I put my dog to bed because he starts staring at me, looking at me crazy if I don't put him to bed. But this is all it takes. Like, he'll stare at me, and I'll be like, are you ready to go to bed? He'll... From wherever he's at, run to his crate and sit in there and then wants it to be locked behind him. So that takes maybe all of two minutes for me to do. And then, my and then dog I go back into my life. My dogs sleep with me. So like literally like I turn off the TV, turn off the lights, open the door to the bedroom. They hop in the bed. Boom, we're in bed. Like there is no to bed. We in the bed. So, so this is what I'm saying because she has a dog too. Yes. And that I- bedroom door was closed. So like I'm... Like, I'm not sure where her dog sleeps. I'm not sure where his dog sleeps. I'm not sh- I haven't seen any dog beds, to be fair. <laughs> I did see the Baxter has a crate, so somebody has a situation there. But anyways, Nova and Bella, I if if this was my husband, he was like, I'm about to go put my dog to bed. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Yes, I'm like, <laughs> what are you about to go do? Is she not going to just lay down somewhere and yeah, like, I'm go just, to sleep? And so if he, so let's say he put her, to, that alone is giving me pause. Exactly. So is he lying? Like, what's happening? I don't know, because this is the other thing, because I was was trying to work through this in my head, too, because I went around the scene, and I was like, you know, what happened? But, okay, even if, let's say he put the dog to bed in the the second bedroom, or in the living room, on the couch, whatever. Okay, and then he fell asleep. Say he fell asleep. Are you telling me at no point you got up in the middle of the night, like, oh, shit, I'm not even in the bed, let me go into the bed with my wife, or, like, let me brush my teeth in that master suite, or, like... What? Well, and honestly, I'm not even going to fault him. Let's say he did fall asleep. He may be a heavy sleeper. Let's just say he fell asleep and, like, was knocked out until the morning. And then we saw him get up and then take his dog to the daycare. So then McKenna Wouldn't you need to up. go put your clothes on? Like, change your clothes? No? Well, we like, only in the morning, saw him, you need like, to go to- walking to the... I don't... And that's what I, I don't understand either. But his I, clothes I would so. be in the room with Michaela. But there... I, would they though? Because like, did he? Move if that's the master thing? bedroom, why wouldn't you put your? You just moved in, so I'm assuming your clothes are like in a suitcase know, over girl. there. You might need to go put on some fresh drawers or something. If that's the case, then this isn't. If the math isn't mathing, then the <laughs> math is not math. I think that's why she's mad, but she hasn't fully articulated everything that like. That or maybe she did, and maybe they like edited it out. Yeah, I don't she's know. not she's not a good communicator. So like, if she could really walk us through like what the issue is, that would have yeah. helped us as viewers. But all we hear is fucking you a goddamn motherfucking lie and blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> and I'm like, sis, can you let us know what's happening? Because I don't know what yeah. you're saying. Essentially, she was saying in this moment, the things she did tell us, he did not communicate to her. So even if, and I do feel like he could have done better. Like, if you're going to leave the house before saying anything to somebody, like, instead of being like, oh, I don't want to wake you up, being like, oh, I'm going to go take her to daycare. I'll be back in a couple hours. Or, um, I hope you slept well. Like, you know, letting somebody know where you are. Her smashing some Clorox wipes and a 
paper, some toilet paper, and then packing up her shit and leaving just because, like, I honestly have to be with, with Zach. And I'm like, where did you think I was going? Okay, I'm sorry. We're, we're, I get we're, that. We're I getting, mean, we're getting I, ahead of it because we haven't even. Yeah. We haven't even. Well, we're about to, we're about to go back. We're going to go back right into this because, like, this whole thing, like, he could have texted her. Her reaction to to him leaving, you know, a bit out of proportion, right? But she also said, like, I texted you and you didn't even respond, which I guess he didn't respond fast enough because it was only a couple hours till he was back in the place. But Pastor Cal comes in, um, you know, right on time as, as orchestrated. Um, and he's like, you know, you guys are sitting pretty far apart. And Zach says, we just had our first little argument. It just is a bump in the road. Um, and he, Zach really downplays it. Michaela looks still like she's upset. You know, she's squinting. She looks skeptical as he's explaining what's happening. Mm-hmm. Zach says he's been honest and doesn't feel like he has lied. And he doesn't know why Michaela's treating him like he's a liar. And it's probably because the story doesn't add up, but she hasn't said that part. But, you know. Right. He's like, I haven't lied. I've been honest with you. Da-da-da-da. Michaela says she now has her guard up. Um... We get into the the short version of the story. I don't know if you have the long version, but the short version of what happens is get into conversation about her dad. Um, and you know, if you guys remember, Kayla's dad was killed in a car accident. Um, so very suddenly, and it's kind of like, well, your dad was your pastor. Cal's orchestrating a lot of this. Dad was your protector, and then he wasn't there, and Zach's supposed to be there for you, and then Zach wasn't there. Is that why you were triggered, so to speak? Um, Zach should have been there. Zach tries to like move into her. She moves back. Um, this whole thing just isn't going well from my point of view. <laughs> it's just looking a little bit, whew, a little uncomfortable. I just She's still really grieving her dad. Yes. Here's the thing, you guys. Like, let's say he, this reaction, like, it's like a full therapy session. Like, she is sobbing, like, talking to Pastor Cal, her father. And I'm not trying to downplay that, but this is not the show. You, she needs some healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for all sure. this talk of, too. you know, him being there for her and like supposed to be there for her, and she's dependent on another man. Like, it, it just felt like, why are you? It just felt like she was putting a lot on young Zachary, on the Renaissance man, to like be that protector and be this provider. And like, I'm not saying See, I saw Pastor Cal putting that on him. She wasn't saying like, you need to be here. Pastor Cal was like, you need to be here for her. This is your wife. This is what you signed up to do. She needs you to be there. It was so heavy and it just felt really uncomfortable. And she was just sitting there crying. And I I, I just was really uncomfortable, honestly, with the whole thing. Um, Mm. It was just a lot of emotion that didn't have to happen. Yeah. And I just didn't understand how we got there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a viable connection, this whole father thing, and just kind of suddenly someone not being there. Just based on her reaction, it does seem like she has a lot to deal with um, in regards to her dad, and hopefully she has um, some therapy or something set up outside of this. That's the other part that I just wish we knew about right. about the people on the show, like that they do have support set up. I don't think she has support. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if she does it, you know. It's kind of a difficult thing to go in and talk about someone you've lost and to know that's the reason why you're there and you're going to talk about it every time you come. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Cal has them hold hands and tries to kind of coach them through this supporting each other. And that's kind of where we end with them. We don't see them, like, truly get to a, a good place this episode, but I guess Zach is more 
understanding of where she's coming from and will try to be more mindful in the future. Mindful of what? So just just better with communicating with her? Try to communicate with her. Let her know what you're... Like, if you're not going to be somewhere, let her know. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is kind of... What was that? Was that... um, You remember... Was it last season or the season before where um, Jake left the the couple's retreat just in the morning didn't tell anyone? Yes, yes. And how it was also like, you know... You don't just leave. Like, just say something. Like, didn't text anyone, didn't say shit. Yeah, like, just yeah, just yeah. communicate. I don't think that's too much of an ask, especially when you're sharing space with people. Like, if you're going to be gone in the morning when someone wakes up to let them know, like, oh. Well, yeah, and I, I guess my breakfast. issue is that I definitely felt like she had reason to be upset. I just didn't feel mm-hmm. like the reaction was warranted. Like, it was just all the tears and the crying and then the slamming. You know, yeah, the it really took her somewhere, which now. I was like, ooh, we are not where we... Mm-mm. We're not yeah, in a good just, place mentally. It just felt like a lot. So I just was, I, I just was really confused as to how we got there. So I, I, I was also know. wondering about work. Like, do you guys not have jobs? Because how are you just gonna move out in the middle of the day and well, watch dog daycare if you're not working? And she's a realtor, so I guess she can kind of like make her own. Oh, that's true. Schedule. Yeah. And then I don't know what he was doing. Like, I, I was just really confused. Well, why? Why did you take the dog to daycare if you weren't going to? Yeah, and it's like why. Work? Do you take the... I don't know. Again, Zach isn't making a lot of sense. <laughs> He's I'm not. just saying. He really isn't, actually. So I'm just... Both of them... I, I feel like I need more to the story. Yeah, like, I took the dog daycare and then came right back home. What? But then why <laughs> would you take it to daycare, then? Okay. So, okay, we agree. Last but not least, uh, Bao and Johnny meet with Pastor Cow. Um, this really goes awry as well, you know, just because... Apparently, anytime we have to sit and talk about feelings, people have a difficult time. Um, Pastor Cal asks about deep conversations. Uh, Bao talks about the snoring, and she uses words like feeling rejected and unattractive. She's talking in her very serious voice again, um, giving good body language to uh, Johnny. She says she feels like she initiates all the physical touch, and, you know, she's noticed that Johnny initially disagrees um and Pastor Cal calls him out and is like well if you're not initiating she doesn't feel like you're initiating and so you need to fix that um but if you're not initiating or not attracted like let's figure out why Johnny Mm -hmm. wants to run out of the scene at this point he's really just sitting there he's gasping for air like you know (laughs) struggling to find his words And I think his really have, like, an internal, ba- an internal debate of, like, should I say this? This is going to mm. bite me in the ass. Anywho, um, Pastor Cal's like, I know you don't want to hurt her feelings, but she probably wants to know. But I was like, yeah, I want to know. Johnny picks his foot up, inserts it in his mouth, and he says, <laughs> oh my sometimes when you get really happy and excited, like, you get kind of giddy, um, like a kid, and I, I, that's personally unattractive for me. He says, and I quote, it doesn't get me going. Yes. So, okay. In this part, I had to pause as well. Because I was like, did he really just say that her happiness is unattractive? That's what I got from it. And then what she got from it is that in her moment, she says that, so in my moments of joy, when I'm giddy, this is how I express myself. And I only do that with my romantic partners. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't get to see that. And so she says that she thinks that he's disgusted by her joy. Yeah, and they, 
of course, production puts in a little brief montage of um, Bao's happy moments. So kind of mm-hmm. like when they had the little picnic on the beach and he got Prosecco and he said, I remembered you liked Prosecco. And she's like, oh, bubbles. And then when they're doing the hammock thing, she's like, get in the hammock and stabilize me. Um, which, you know, and then there's they show like a kiss and she starts laughing during the kiss, which doesn't to me read as giddy or kitty, but to tell someone that you when you get too excited it makes me not into you and he says like it's not hot or spicy and i think bao already knows she's not like this sex pot vixen of a person i don't think that's her mo to be like you know that kind of a persona but i think for johnny to catch it in that way in that way like he's wanting hot spicy i don't know if he's gonna cool girl or something he wants an Instagram model. Mm-hmm. Be real, Johnny. He does. Um, exactly and that's not Bao, but Bao does really validate what he's saying, even though she really doesn't have to. But she validates what he's saying, and she's like, "I, yeah, I think it, like, what you're saying, it's just friendly. Mm-hmm. And she's thinking about it. She's really taking it into consideration. I'm glad he said that. Um, I am glad he said it, because I feel like it gives her enough information to work with, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing how to plan appropriately with him. But yeah, she says she feels like she can't be herself um, with him because everything she does from snoring to just being happy, apparently, yeah, is a problem. And I was thinking, like, you know, Johnny, I know he's looking for an out. And now it was the out, like, oh, you're too happy? Like, you're giddy. <laughs> so that's that's the problem. It's so <laughs> like, sad. I, you know, I was already uncomfortable, but then, like, your happiness made me extra uncomfortable. Like, this right? is, this is a big issue. And, and Pastor then Pastor Cal, Cal is so alarmed. <laughs> like, he's just like, what? <laughs> exactly. Like, he is just like, never ever not, have I heard. This is not a bow problem. This is a Johnny problem. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, Pastor Cal, he's doing some, some decent work right now with these people. And I think really putting it on Johnny and telling Bao, like, you are not the problem is very good for her to hear because mm-hmm. I can see her internalizing that and just, like, turning over her mind and ruminating on it and just being a hot mess because she doesn't feel safe to be happy. Yeah, and but, she's going to keep thinking about that. Like, this is not going to go away. Yeah, just because he said it's not a you problem, she will keep thinking about it. I think it will come up again and again and again where it just doesn't feel like I can be too happy because I don't want to be a little kid or whatever. Um, But Pastor Cal says some good things. He's like, this is a grown woman in all aspects. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to figure out what's up with you and why why you're saying the things you're saying. Absolutely. this is the part where we need to start passing out the vouchers for therapy to each person Ooh, so they have, Lord. Come one, you come know. All. I mean, honestly, it's like, we need to start an altar call. Like, come one, come all down to the therapy altar because everyone I needs mean- some help. I just really feel like if you're going to be a part of this experiment, weekly therapy should at least be required. Like, mm-hmm. just like you do your weekly production before we shoot this scene or after we shoot this scene, like, you're going to meet with the therapist and have a chance to really talk about things off camera mm-hmm. and process what's going on in in your life. Because it's this is hard to take people who are already dealing with a lot of things and put them in front of a camera with someone that they don't know and to just focus on that. That's, that's challenging. I, I see it. It's just like, mm, 
<sighs> really tough. Um, I agree. But I mean, I just, I feel like Johnny. <sighs> I feel like Bao might have a therapist, actually. Yeah, she's just so emotionally mature, and he is just She seems nuts. like she has a therapist. I think like she he, has done a lot of work. To even respond calmly to a lot of the shit he says, yes. she's done some work. Like, he just really, like, my goodness, like, he really needs some, some assistance. And, you yeah. know, it's crazy how in the beginning I was like, oh, he's so fun. You know, he's so light. Now I'm just like, oof, Johnny. It's yeah, good, he's sir. so immature. It's not a good look at all. So, you know, that mm. concludes. Wait, was that it? That's it. Yes, because, man, what, what a ride, you guys. I feel like we spent a lot of time with Michaela and Zach because, to be perfectly frank, I'm still very confused as to what happened there. Yeah. Um, so obviously they're cruising for a bruise and um, mm-hmm. I can't, I, I don't see it going well for yeah. them, but you know, that was it. You know, another, another week of married at first sight. Um, you know, we'll be back next week. Uh, let's see. Do you have any recommendations? Anything you're watching, Jade? Yes, very briefly. Um, Welcome to Plathville is back. I think I've talked to you guys Lord. about this before. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> it's so TLC has some shows back in production, and both of mine are from TLC. Um, so Welcome to Plathville. If you guys will remember, or if you're just now tuning into us, welcome. Um, it is a show about a family who's very sheltered, um, but they have older kids, and so the older kids are branching out and trying to find in their own way. Um, but these are kids who, like, haven't had a lot of sugar, haven't had soda, don't watch rated R movies, <laughs> don't drink, don't do anything, and they're kind of finding their way. Um, so a lot of the focus is on the older kids. I think they, I believe they have three over the age of 18, or maybe, yeah, three over the age of 18, and then a 17-year-old, and then some other younger ones, but... The younger ones aren't the focus. Um, super entertaining. Give it a try. Aside from that, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, just came back out last mm. week. Um, and so there are some new couples on there and some old couples. We have Jenny going back to India to be with Sumit oh, or Sumi, whatever she's calling him these days. They must really love um, each other. Oh, yeah, she's... She's very old. She's older than his mom, I believe. And so, you know, this is a big issue because she's an older white woman trying to date this younger Indian man, and what the culture will not the stand for it. There? Have we well, he catfished her, and then once she figured out that he catfished her, she was like, oh, he's cuter in person. Like, he's still really cute. He's cuter than the guy he catfished me with. So I don't know what the appeal is, but he was already in a whole marriage because he was in an arranged marriage um, mm-hmm. by his parents and... I don't know. That's that's a mess. Corey um, is back in Ecuador with Evelyn. Oh, um, if you know those people, there's another couple. Oh well, Kenny and Armando are there too. They're uh, a gay couple in Mexico, which I really like them. Mm, I um, love them. They're so sweet. So they're back, and um, Ariella and Binyam are back. Ariella's bringing her ex-husband to stay at her house with her new husband. It's it's a lot of drama already. Um, and there's also a new couple. There's an older white woman from Seattle who is planning to move to an island country to be with, uh, a Brazilian man, I think he is. He lives on an island. And he lives on an island. Kind of. I think it's Port de, Port de Cota, Port de Sea something. It's Mm -hmm. a very, very small country. 
he lives there. He rolled up on her on like his motorbike, and she apparently fell in love with him. And then his girlfriend apparently texted her and said he lives oh, with me. She's planning to move down there. She's selling her business and gonna live with him. So it's a shit show, but it's very entertaining. Selling the business. <laughs> oh yeah, God. he's in um. Let me see, Providencia. I don't know oh. who the island belongs to. Um. Island of Providencia. It's Colombia. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not the Caribbean. Okay. Ooh, Lord, bless no, it. it's Colombia, but she's like, they're kind of like a, a small Jamaica. He's like a Rasta. She, and, of course, she's white, and he's Afro-descent. Yeah, Afro- Afro- yeah Afro-Latino. Oh, yeah. So a lot of fun people to catch up with, y'all. <laughs> a lot of fun people. Um, episode two may have just come out this week, I think. Yeah, it came out. Well, it's coming out... In two days. So by the time we release this episode, we'll be at episode two. Um, so yes, 90 Day the Other Way and Welcome to Plathville. Keeping me going right now. Did you have any? I do not have anything this week. I did um, watch a new show on Hulu, but I'm not sure if I'm going to recommend it yet. So I will watch another episode. Wait, can you, can you tell us um, what it is? It's called Only Murders in the Building. Um, oh, I'm going to start that comedy premiere on hulu i think there's three episodes i watched the first two i'm not sure i'm unsure so stay Mm, tuned okay i'm planning to watch that over the over the long weekend so yeah i'm gonna finish it well not finish it i'm gonna watch the rest of the episode see if i like it i I can't tell so we'll see okay it looks a little skeptical for me just from the the thumbnail so yeah it's not really my style it honestly just came on by accident i didn't know what was going on and i was just like (laughs) what is this and then i saw uh selena gomez so i was like oh she looks cute um i saw selena gomez and i was like this is not my demographic Um, well you know i don't usually watch things with her in it so i was kind of intrigued i wanted to see mm -hmm. how she is as an actress um so yeah i'll 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 alert you guys when i know if i want to if i want to share it or not Okay, and just very briefly, um, if y'all are keeping up with uh, things happening in the world, um, there are some opportunities for relief aid for um, Hurricane Ida that has affected a lot of places. Um, Mm -hmm. Louisiana, I see that New York has had some flooding as a result, which not quite sure how that happened. Um, but there are some organizations to donate to. Um, if you guys are looking to do those things, we can post some. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything but because we the want Red Cross, you guys. Please do not donate to American Red Cross. Okay. Um, and, you know, if y'all are keeping up with Texas news and abortion rights and things like that, you know, just... You guys, we're living in the end of days. Honestly, all y'all Ooh. need to watch The Handmaid's Tale because that's where we're headed. I've made so mm. many jokes about this, but I'm serious, y'all. Prepare... Make your preparations now, okay? Figure out who's going to be the handmaids, who's going to be the, the maidens. We got to figure it out soon because we're headed that path. Yeah. Things I don't want to be a handmaid, y'all. I'm trying to be those people who weren't in the system at all. Like, they just lived on the outskirts. Like, they were like, I don't know, the Amish or something. I'm trying to be them. Mm. Okay. There's the, who would you have you right now? Would I don't. I haven't handmaid? watched the show. I don't know. Lord, I'm not into sexual it. servitude and things. You know. <laughs> you it's need not... to figure out your role. Uh, serious, y'all. We gotta prepare. Thank y'all for tuning in to us <laughs> for a brief break from uh, actual reality, 
and having a chance to just dive into this other world of reality with us we hope to see you guys again next week remember to subscribe like share tell your friends and engage with us on social media we had a fun little poll last week mm-hmm. where um got to see how some of y'all feel about some of the things that are happening and where you stand on some of these differences with the couple so we may have a couple more of those because i think it's kind of fun um yeah anything else nope that's it guys thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week bye bye